you know, I'm with the band for like a minute. So when you're drinking bourbon, I feel like it's something that you need to do. It is, when you think about it, just the smelling of it when you're in a relaxed environment. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Fred here. Excited to have you back. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. If you're like me and you're a rock and roll fan, you've always wondered, how in the heck do they pick some people to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Today, we speak with someone who has a vote, and that is a concert promoter, uh, Peter Shapiro, who worked with the Grateful Dead. Uh, in fact, we're just sitting in here having a conversation, and I said my favorite all-time band was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And he pulls out his phone. He's like, yeah, uh, David Crosby sent me the, this voicemail um, you know, prior to passing. So he played me a recording of David Crosby's voice about doing a show at one of his venues, uh, Brooklyn Bowl, I believe it was, I don't think it was Brooklyn Bowl, it was one of the other ones, but he played the, he played this recording and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. Now, this is the same place that I interviewed Craig Melvin, which if you go back and listen to that episode, you hear Craig kind of give a description of the place. And let's just say it is a uh, an organized, chaotic mess. And there are concert posters there are things written on napkins just kind of like laying around that are from, uh, you know, like Steven Tyler, people like that. Just all kinds of like musical memorabilia. It's like you just get lost in here. And so I, I didn't have the most time in the world with Peter. And uh, there was it was like the president of Time Warner, like waiting in the lobby uh, to meet with him after I was done. So really, really quite a. Uh, Quite a significant interview for me. Very interesting. But we we drill down into like uh, what's it like to vote in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and just kind of like talk about music. But if if you if I could switch places with someone for like I got the best job in the world, don't get me wrong. But if I had one that I think would rival it, it would be what uh, what Peter does, and that's be like the high level um, independent rock promoter. And uh, just be so cool. So enjoy this week's episode with Peter Shapiro. And uh, yeah, you're going to love it. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. I'm Martin Cove, Sensei John Kreese from the Cobra Kai TV series and the Karate Kid Trilogy. And I'm hosting a new podcast, Kicking It with the Codes. 
with my own kids, Rachel and Jessica. We're going to be talking about life, our family. We're going to have some amazing guests on this show. And we're also just going to let you in on our lives a little bit. The Cove family. Listen to Kicking It With The Codes at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One. Do you have a problem with that? No, Sensei! I mean, Dad. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Hey, it's Kenny Coleman here from Bourbon Pursuit. Join Fred Minnick, Ryan Cecil, and myself every Thursday as we talk about the latest trends happening in bourbon and interview the biggest names in the whiskey business. Subscribe to Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcasts. So you are, are you a bourbon fan? You've been a bourbon fan? What, what's your what's your world with bourbon? It's just, I enjoy it, but it's not my pick. But um, okay. when I go to a bar, I don't pick bourbon. Okay. But I enjoy it. I enjoy drinking. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, I, I, I think of bourbon when I think of winter and you want to warm the soul. Okay. But I'm not a bourbon guy. I dig but I'm that. I'm down to drink. I'm just being upfront you, you, with you. You just like you like sipping stuff. All right. So I what? Did, what did when you were doing the stuff with the Grateful Dead? What was the what was the bar like in that? Oh, we did something called the. Are we on? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I did something called the Mars Hotel. Mm-hmm. That was like the bar backstage. Uh huh. And um, we focused on the ambiance. For me, that's where I lead. Vibe setting yeah yeah yeah. see a little bit here and um so we had a lot of like tie-dyed tapestries Mm -hmm. and hang vibe for me it's important to set the tone so that you can drink anything you want and you can have a good time you can eat a gummy you could have a vodka soda you could drink an ipa or you could have some bourbon you know for me when i think of brown liquor and bourbons and whiskeys i think of winter i think of the west Mm mm-hmm I think of Cowboys, you know, or just kind of that um, mature, feel like an adult, you know, when you were younger. I guess I've been drinking for a while, you know, I'm 50, and I've been, I've put on a concert every night for the last 27 years. Wow. So I've been doing it. You can hear it, that voice. I got a bourbon voice. Yeah. Um, I drank Jack and Cokes for my early years. I, I think that's like a music promoter thing, like every music promoter I've ever met. Is a Jack and Coke guy at some point. Yeah, I had years with Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. And actually, Jack knew the company. They sent me big barrels when I opened the Capitol Theater. Mm-hmm. I think it had my name on it and stuff. I have a Frank Sinatra 
bottle here. You know, there's a limited edition. I have it. And uh, I drank Jack and Cokes for years. And then my wife was like, off the Jack and Coke, you need to have moved. You know, there's been a real movement in recent years for this tequila and right. vodka and thin out. We see beer sales down at my venues. IPAs lower, mm -hmm. liquor up, more tequila got very hot. So I'm glad to be here to support, you know, bourbon. Right. So you mentioned Rebecca, that's how, how we came together. Rebecca uh, and I worked together. She's yeah. amazing. She's a fan. She's awesome. She might be there at your meet and greet. She she's awesome. Yeah. Well, she Show is. Up. She says you're awesome. She has been uh, an incredible supporter of mine. So I'm uh, really excited about that. One of the things, you're not a bourbon fan, but. Well, no, I, I love drink. You I'm love a, right. You like drinking it. I'm bringing you in on the fold of my blind tasting. So what I, what I have here is I have things that I have no idea what these are. And I'm uh, really behind. So music so tasting is like my music like i do i book venues across the country you know sell 300 to 500 tickets i'm on stage doing this blind tasting talking about bourbon and everything and they got an incredible audience out there and <laughs> this is this is my guitar so uh and i am really behind on my rehearsals here so you're coming in with me as a taster i'm psyched to be here brother so we're gonna taste ln Thanks, Fred. And yeah. AY2. Let's go, Fred. Let's do it. So this is LN, LN8. Great. Any recommendation on um, how I sip it? So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll walk you through that. So we just had, I just had Craig in here in your office, and he's a veteran taster. Oh. Like he, that boy loves his bourbon. So you kind of start by smelling, bring it to your nose, go back and forth, smell with your mouth slightly open, have your mouth slightly open, kind of go back and forth. You should be able to- By the way, it smells good. It does smell really good. And when you put it on your tongue, put a little bit on your tongue, you want to see how it feels on there, kind of let it work itself back. Wow. That's tasty. <sighs> Which one is that? That is. This is LN8. Ooh. Oh, that is great. See what I mean? When I think of like winter in the West, I just feel like I'm warm. Yeah. I should be riding a horse in the winter. Do you ride horses? Through the snow. Have you ridden a horse at a concert? Um. When we had the dead 50 anniversary shows in Chicago, mm -hmm. we had uh, the police on horse. We had a lot of horses. Really? That'll, that'll hold people down, dead eds. They're a yeah. wild bunch, but you bring some cops on horses and they settle down. <laughs> Hopefully like the smell of weed, but yeah. uh, they, that doesn't bother the horse I found. But um, let me have another sip of this. Yeah, this is delicious. I'm using the tongue. I haven't done that really. That was a good piece of advice. You want to focus on how it feels on the tongue. What part of the tongue is it hitting? And you think about like flavors that it reminds you of, you know, tasting is a little bit of a kind of a, a memory, a look into your yeah. past tastings, like what you've, what you've had in your life, what you like in your life, you know, like. Sweet. Well, I liked cinnamon gum growing up, mm -hmm. which is a bit of, you know, the bourbon of, of gum. If it will, it's got that kick. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like a lot cinnamon. of cinnamon flavors in bourbon, right. too. Then I yeah. got it right. That was pretty good. Yeah. Cheers. For a novice. For Absolutely. A, that's spot that's on. Good, really? Wow. With a very with a very little uh, very little bit of training, you uh, you picked up a little cinnamon there. But definitely, definitely pick that up. Now, uh, so you See, are, when you're at a show, see, I'm a rock and roll guy. Yeah. You know, the others, you know, Craig, when you're out at a, you can go to a lounge, you're in your home, you have time. When I'm a rock and roll guy and I'm at a show, you know, I may have several drinks, you know, one drink with one guy quickly. I'm at the bar at Garcia's at the Capitol at Brooklyn Bowl, you know, I'm with the band for like a minute, two minutes. So when you're drinking bourbon, I feel like it's something that you need to do. It is when you think about it, just the smelling of it when you're yeah. in a relaxed environment. I'm at a show. I need to move faster, but maybe I can just bring this around with me. You 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 could and and I do I do a lot of music shows and we will be I'll be I'll be back I'm the bar guy backstage with the musicians, right? So they all come to me. I'm hanging out with them. I'm teaching them how to sip. We have we have constant incredible conversations. Right. And they're like um, you know, to you know, a whiskey it's just meant to be backstage at a rock and roll show. Well, know? whiskey, yeah. Bur Bur uh, well, bourbon is a type of whiskey. Right, but I feel like a whiskey, co you know, it's just Jack. Whis Jack and Coke. That's on the move. When I say I'm at a show, I'm on the move. Yeah. I'm front of house. The The bourbon's a back of house, backstage. You, you're hanging. You can talk. When I'm moving around, you know, it's, uh, I'm at a lower level drinking. I got to be, I just got to be fast. Got to be fast. Get go. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting thing. I think of a brown liquor, bourbon, something that you, you know, you want to have time with. Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying this. That's, I'm starting I think to think a, that maybe I'll carry it with me. That's the way to be. Yeah. I, you know, also vinyl. Think about vinyl, like having this with like, uh, I don't know, you brought up Neil Young, one of my favorite musicians ever. I love listening to Neil Young and sipping bourbon. CSNY is my favorite band of all time. So the loss of David Crosby hit right here. Oh, he was, uh, his last album was live from the Capitol Theater, my venue. Oh, wow. And I, um, I actually just, you know, I save it on my phone. I'll play it, you know, because it's a nice, but I, I reached out to him uh, and this happened during the COVID time and he left me this really sweet message. And then we ended up doing the uh, live at the Capitol Theater. But check this out. I'm just going to pull it up because it's here. It makes me. I, I'm okay with it. I think it's cool. Yeah. What a nice guy. Well, hi there. <clears throat> it's David Crosby. Uh, I was really happy to get your email. And uh, I would very much like to talk to you. I've been thinking about doing one of those shows. And I do know how good the Capitol Theater is. Uh, wow. So, uh, either email me back or call me. Uh, and then we did it. Wow. That's pretty cool. What a nice man that's, to call me direct. Yeah. That, that is amazing. And he sounds great. I don't know what happened. That was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. I just saw it 22. But um, I only play that because I try to interface directly with the talent, just like you are, you know, and, and it just shows when you're um, an icon like David Crosby, you could hear the spirit mm -hmm. and the energy and the positivity that was still flowing through him. 
about a new thing. I, let's do something at the Capitol Theater, you know? And he's done everything, had done everything. That was just last year. So it's cool just to hear the excitement or just the energy. Because sometimes I'm out doing so many shows yeah. that, you know, you lose that that drive. So mm -hmm. you're tired. And so it's inspiring, really, to hear someone, right, who's been doing it for 50 years, 60 years, still be like, I was thrilled to get this. And like, let's go. Let's do it. That's amazing. And uh, this gives me spirit. I'm feeling it right now. Just you have a few sips of bourbon and your soul. I do. I believe it. You feel a little warmer. Yeah. That's, you know, it does feel, you know, you just, I feel a kick. I don't know what L and is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look it up here in a minute to what L and is. But it's on a. I like it. It's on a. It's on a blind uh, tasting sheet. I have. I'll. Uh, oh, so it's fully blind. You don't. It's know fully it. blind. I have no idea what it Who is. Who gave it to you? Uh, well, I get samples from every distiller in the world, and then I I, I pay a guy to uh, pours them blind for me, and then he puts them in these packages. So it's kind of like Snoop has someone to roll his joints. I have someone to, you know, pour, <laughs> pour my blind whiskey. Fred, you made it. Uh, I mean, I've done something. That's pretty good. So LNA, let's see here. Now, uh, when you look at, when you look at your, your various venues, give me, give me an idea of like where, you know, how, how they are different because that is, when in, when someone has all all of these places to play, like you have a night when you when you have a band, you you know you want them to be at the Brooklyn Bowl. You you know you want to be the Capitol versus right. there. Like, give me right. go it's through a good that question. Right. Well, the Capitol is a rock palace. It opened in 1926. The architect who built it, Thomas Lamb, is really the preeminent architect of theaters in American history. Mm -hmm. Did the original Ziegfeld, the Boston Opera House. This guy, by the way, these theaters today would take like seven, eight years to build each with CAD and email and PDFs. This guy built 100 theaters, palaces wow. in the 1910s and 20s. Can you imagine building 100 theaters, one guy? Without email, no oh, CAD. Not without email. You're that's for Can sure. you imagine that? So one of them, most of them are in downtown cities. Uh, this one that's unique is the Capitol Theater that I have in Portchester, New York, 30 miles north of the city. And that's where I get to have Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan. I just did four nights with Phil Lesh from the Grateful Dead. We do those visuals on the walls. It's 2,000 people. That's Brandy Carlisle. That's Elvis Costello. This was fun for me. I'm a kid who just, you know, started in rock clubs. So you get to play up with some of these amazing, the A-list. We're just booking Steely Dan right now, trying to get Neil Young. Like it's, that's a lot of fun, you know? And then I have these clubs, uh, Brooklyn Bowl. I started at Wetlands in 1996. I was 23 years old. It was an amazing, I'm 50 now. And uh, so I've, I've put on a show every night for 27 years. Uh, I'm not at every show, but but if the phone, if something goes wrong, I get the call. Right. Which is a way of living that's a little stress, you know? When the phone rings in the middle of the night, you know, it's a pro you know, it's not good. It's a problem. There's problems. Yeah. Or if I get a call in the middle of this thing, you know, it's always kind of being your your antenna up. Now, it's actually you, why a sip of this in the middle of the day is kind of nice. Do you own the venues or you're just booking the venues? I own the venues. Mm -hmm. Some of them we own the building, most I do, just rent. 
but I we own the business. Mm-hmm. And I have a Brooklyn Bowl in New York, which was the first, which was an idea that comes out of the spirit of New Orleans a little. Like late night, New Orleans, uh, there was a rock and roll, which is a mix of like, um, we kind of optimized it with the state, live music, it's 900 people. And when you're bowling, you're in the VIP, best spot to watch the show. But the rest of it's a GA rock club, great sight lines. But because of the bowling, the screens are down at the end. So you can have really cool visuals, mm-hmm. either like psychedelic animation or the band live. You know, when you see shows, it's called iMac. We're at a concert and they have the screens and you see the close up of the guitar, the drums. We can put that on the screens at Brooklyn Bowl. Um, and now we have one in Las Vegas. That's a big one. It's 80,000 square feet, holds 2,500 people. We just did Ween for three nights. Cool, wow. man. And I've uh, got one in Nashville. It's a little small. It's 1,200 people. These are like double deckers now. Mm-hmm. So there's the GA floor and lanes. And then there's a higher level with lanes. Mm-hmm. When you're bowling upstairs, you can walk down a lounge and just look down. And we have one in Philadelphia. And that's a 1,000 cap. So a lot of it's on the capacity. When you're a 1,000 capacity, you can get certain kinds of bands. Right. And then you can go to 2,000 and get bigger bands. You know, my world is this. New Orleans infused soul, funk, jazz, jam stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the Grateful Dead stuff where you lose yourself. You dance, it's long, jams are 10 minutes. You know, we don't do as much pop music, although we just did Lainey Wilson, an emerging big country act this mm-hmm. weekend in Nashville for two nights. Yeah. She you was know. on um, uh, Yellowstone, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice call. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you know your stuff. Um, so I'm learning to do more broadening the booking, mm-hmm. right? With venues now in different places. And, and one thing's kind of been figuring out how to be Brooklyn Bowl in these other places. People are like, we went to Philadelphia. They fucking hate New York and Philly. Yeah. But we kept it Brooklyn Bowl and then we play with doing things, with the logo with the local sports team's colors. And, and it's about old. It's kind of like not that far from old bourbon. We try to be old Brooklyn, which was Coney Island which was circus, it's fine. It's not about today's Brooklyn. It's about being inside the Coney Island circus show. So all the bars are kind of like shooting ranges, knock down alleys, you know, knock down punks where you throw the thing at the punks you yeah, know, yeah, at yeah. the carnival. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to feel like a carnival a bit inside mm. and old world carnival. So okay. that's where the Brooklyn kind of comes from. And uh, I love that. Now where, are you going to have a K-pop uh, band in you there? You want some K-pop? Uh, I'm not saying I do, but it seems no. like that's where uh, everyone's I know. Going. That's why I'm the other side. I'm the great. I'm the, let's do the meters from New Orleans. Um, and I'm actually having dinner tonight with the guys from Galactic. Nice. Great New Orleans band. Yeah. And Soldier. We're going to AY2 now. Oh. Maybe I'll so, bring some of this to dinner. Pour a little. Okay, what well. we just had... Um, that I scored a, a 92 was Elijah Craig Barrel Proof A123. That what we just had. Oh, we got a 92. Yeah, I scored it's a 92. A good score. It was great. Let's see what. Here's some AY2, right? AY, to AY2. Good to see you, Fred. You too. So, are you you're affiliated with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Are you? Well, on I was the, on the board in the museum for 10 years. Okay. I'm not currently, but I'm involved. Yes, I vote. Yep. So, I, I we as uh, we as fans always would love to know more about that process. <laughs> <laughs> can be 
So I vote on who's been nominated. There's a nominating committee. Ooh, this is it's good. It's different, actually. Oh, yeah. This is very nice, too. Man, it takes a real talent to be able to go from one to the other to the other. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Now I see why people come up to s- visit with you in live. Anyone listening, like, you should, this is fun. Absolutely. I would go see Fred. I mean, that's cool. Um, so there's a committee, like, it's a bit anonymous, 25 people, mm-hmm. that come up with the, suge- the nominees who should be nominated. They earth that up, and then it's voted on by a panel of 100, 200 people, of people like myself, live music guys, journalists, and mm-hmm. music managers, and agents, and they then vote. And uh, I know I got one vote. And uh, I try to be true to the spirit of rock and roll. But, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, Dolly Parton, should she be in or not? She is, you know. And, well, she was even. The meters even. aren't. We just talked about the meters, you yeah. know, from New Orleans who have a lot of influence. And um, in, in where music is today. And, you know, or, there's other bands, The Replacements, Sonic Youth, Jethro Tull. Um, Megadeth, Pixies. These are, I think, influential bands that are just not, you know, not in. But then, and then Billy some, Idol would be. Ooh, Billy should be. Yeah, Billy Idol. White Wedding. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. White Wedding. Um. Anyways, um, I've done Billy Idol at the Capitol a few times. Great show. He's still going. He's that guy's like seven. These guys all keep going. Yeah. Last night was uh Phil or the Phil Lesh turned eighty three. And he's still playing. Is he, he, Buddy he, Guy. Is he 80? I think he's in a, he might be close to 90. Oh, come on. Well, actually, I have no idea how old Buddy Guy is, but he is. We've old. done Buddy Guy, too. He's amazing. The Smith. I mean, there's a lot of influence. I think Iron 86. Maiden's up. He's 86. 86. Good call. That counts. Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden's up this year. But, you know, it's Iron Maiden, and then there's also Cheryl Crow, you know. And it's so, like, should I Cheryl mean, be in or not, you know. So Iron, Iron Maiden, though, I mean, they like they molded I know. an entire genre. The harder stuff, yeah. There's some of these harder bands. Um, I know um, Megadeth's not in either. No, there's Motley Crue, nor Soundgarden. Soundgarden's up this year too. So I lean on the uh, Iron Maiden side and yeah. Soundgarden. Uh, I happen to love Cheryl too, and I think she's an amazing performer and can fucking rock. She actually un, uh, underrated, like best part, like she can p- really play the bass. Mm-hmm. But I hear you, and uh, there's no way to appease everyone in this thing. Like, what is the definition of rock and roll? And like, when the Go Go's make it, and yeah. Dolly Parton makes it, how do you judge that? Verse, but the meters from New Orleans aren't in. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know how you resolve that. Yeah, I just feel like metal because I'm a. I love. Yeah, metal. It gets. F- I yeah. think metal. Gets Isn't Ozzy not in individually? Uh, I think Sabbath is in. Yeah, uh, but he's maybe not individually. So is Ozzy done? Done? I mean, he keeps saying I'm done, and he goes one last time tour, but now maybe done. Done. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what they say. That's what he says, but he may be done. Elton John said he's done. Then too. Sharon says, you know, one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Elton's been doing a final tour for like four years. I know. <laughs> but it's a good the yellow brick road is long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the yellow brick road is what, long. But when you look at when you look at we like, have another sip of AY2. It's and this is larceny. 
So this is Larceny the, sounds fucking dangerous, bro. Larceny uh A123. So this is the sister brand of oh. Elijah Craig. So these are at those two whiskeys we had are actually related. So to the first one's a 92. This is a 90. This is a 90, right? Yeah. How do you judge this? So I am I I assess like the color, the nose, the palette, um, and the finish. And uh, that's where, uh, and how long it's still on the tongue, how it feels, and the flavors it brings out. Um, that's that's kind of kind of what I look at. H- how'd you become you? Uh, well, that's a I great, went to a Grateful Dead show. That's a in nineteen ninety three and changed my life. Uh, I went and got all here in my head and had yeah. a whole experience. You know, how'd you get here? Uh, I had a, I had a couple key moments. Uh, probably most importantly, I. Uh, when I was, uh, I'm a veteran and when I was recovering, I was, um, in therapy and they introduced me to a technique called taste mindfulness that I applied to tasting bourbon and it really changed how I tasted things and how I perceived flavor and, um, it transformed everything. It was, it was huge for me. And that was at a time when bourbon was beginning to take off and I was like I'm going to cover this world and then I would you know another key moment was when I started working with Danny Wimmer and oh. I helped uh exactly he's a good man I we tell I, my, yeah I co-created a festival with him in, uh, the way uh, the Louisville yeah at bourbon and beyond yeah and um that was the bourbon side and you know incredible company great people there and that was my, that was my moment from like going from like just whiskey. Right, that's what I mean. The bourbon and beyond the Kentucky, that kind of music. Right, yeah. I'm a little more in this grateful that jam yeah. soul, which is a different. It's an interest, interesting. We have a great country. Yeah, with music, like we have these different little areas and genre. In each genre, music and area of America right. has their own kind of style. Like the Capitol Theater, we have our own drink, you know, but it's not a bourbon which fits your festival it's um unfortunately it's like a lame hard hard soda i feel a little embarrassed but no, uh no. but it's fruity it's great we you, make you it with can, captain you lawrence can listen we, to you you can listen to grateful dead with some good whiskey yeah. I, I do want to go to that like i the the deadheads it's such a special special like probably one of the probably the greatest like fan base of, of any band ever give me uh, give me a funny give me a story from from that time i mean one fun thing is um you know how you deal with secure when you're doing the dead's 50th anniversary at soldier field and we sold the stadium 360 we set the attendance record seventy-eight thousand. it's like how do you deal with security and this is an audience that likes to enjoys cannabis mm. which is like you know and, and back so, then illegal Everyone. back then illegal but this event was 2015 still illegal mm-hmm. and like so that's in it like security and vibe and you're doing the 50th anniversary and but that's your, your security is you want to keep people safe you know of bigger issues you know so i went and met with the mayor of chicago and i came up with a thought also which was to put all the security people in tie-dyed shirts 
And it was amazing. And we got, they still had the official number on them. So if there was a problem, each security official was identified. Um, and, and the other thing we did is it said, welcome. Oh, I wow. do that at all my venues, mm -hmm. all the security people it says welcome instead of security, you know, and at the fair, the well, they had 50 shows. We had them all in tie dye, the official security people and versa black security shirt. And it was amazing. The difference that sets a tone. It sets a different tone when people see security. I swear it felt a little friendlier, a little warmer. Wow. Kind of like, wait, you know, you drink. If, if everyone could have a couple sips of whiskey to start the day, maybe not be probably never going to happen for obvious reasons. But well, some you, people you, can't. It takes stop. the edge off, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. But if you could, like right now, we've had a few sips. Like mm -hmm. it takes the edge off. Absolutely. Uh, my wife prefers me with a little um, Medicaid slightly edged off. <laughs> Let's just say that, you know, back. And uh, people, probably the world would be a better place with a little of that edge off. Absolutely. And that's, I think, one of the best things that bourbon and whiskey and brown, you know, can do and warm the soul a little, warm mm -hmm. the heart. You feel it. When you drink that, for me, I'm a, I'm a layman when it comes to real, you know, bourbon and whiskey. But, um, but I do know, like I said, it, it warms you. And that's what I'll look on a cold winter night. We go to Colorado after skiing, you know, that's when I like having a brown liquor. Well, cheers to that. You yeah. got I, I got I, AY290. I, I'm, I'm all out here. So I'm going to. Oh, let's pour one more. I'm going to pour, pour one more here and uh, toast to that. And I so I have a question for you. Absolutely. One more. What is your favorite bourbon in the world? Of all time? Yeah. Give it. Um, it would be the Old Crow chess piece from the late 1960s when. Uh, Grateful Dead was was going, you know. You know, Woodstock was was happening. My, I I I became friends with Michael Lang. Oh yeah. And, um, um, Me too. Uh, I nice when, guy. When, when I, I when I when he 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 passed last year, but he was uh, nice guy. He was very sweet. Although he, you know, there toward the end, Woodstock was not well ran, but he. Um, Anyway, so late 60s was some great whiskey being made. And it was when whiskey, bourbon was on, on its way out in terms of uh, fandom. And that was the best bourbon I've ever had. Really? Not time frame, yeah. Made where? What was the... Uh, it was actually not even made at the Old Crow Distillery, but it was made right down the road. And it was just... And how long was it bottled for? Or did uh, it was been... Between when you... It... <laughs> So it was bottled in 69. So yeah. when I tasted it, it had been 40, 40 years in a bottle. So. Wow. And these things we just had like AY2. How long has that been in a bottle? Uh, that's about eight years. The previous one was 12. Wow. Yeah. Or not, tw no, in a barrel. Yeah. And then the bottle, it was a couple months. Right. Yeah. But barreled. But barreled, yeah. It aged. Yeah. So cheers, man. Thanks I know you got Yeah, good to see you, brother. You My day's gonna be a better day now. You've got you've got cheers. how many conference calls do you have coming up? I got listen, here's the good part. I still love the shows. 
Live music never yeah. fades. For you, you've been doing this. That sip never fades, does it? Yeah. You still love it. The other stuff you have to do to like set up, coming here, all the stuff, for me, that's hard. You know, or annoying. Like, you know, because the details matter. Detail. If details matter, what you want to do is per, then you, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Once the details matter, it's hard because you got every little thing, this guest, you know, this production element, this thing all have to be right. You can't miss anything. And now with text and email, it's so fat. You can't just be like, nah, or just pawn it off. You got to do it. We have teams, obviously. but a lot. And so that part, it's always a lot of, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. If you really want it to be here, you got to do it yourself and you got to do it well. And the details matter. So it's hard work. You can't really soften down. So you're done one day. But when you get to the show and you're at the show, like you saw me last night, I was showing you that video. That's to me still worth it. It never fades for me. You know, a great live show while you're at the show. For me, it's still, it, it works always. And, and drinking a good bourbon, right? You don't, you don't tire of that. So if you drink the whole bottle, you can real quick. <laughs> I tried. That was good. Oh man! Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Fred. Um, keep doing it. Yeah. Brother. Cheers, we'll brother. Thanks for having. Thanks for enjoy the conference. Thanks call. for having me on. But oh, there are going to be better calls right now. Bro. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for this week. Make sure you're checking us out on all the socials and go check out check us out at Club Mars Pan as well, where you can get my barrel picks and access to sweet deals with retailers and so forth. But be safe out there, folks. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, y'all. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.